Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Jasper. On this episode, we're going to be hearing Omar talk about faith versus religion. Stay tuned. So I was saying, if you could just start by giving us a quick intro. Who are you? What do you do? And whatever else you're comfortable sharing. Okay, so uh, my name is um, Omar. I'm currently a student at um, University of Albany, which is in New okay. York, by the way. And uh, yeah, I'm just a full-time student now. That's literally all I'm doing. Right. Do you um, like have any interest or anything other about yourself that you want to share or you're comfortable sharing? Well, um, my, my main, the biggest of my interests are, I mean, the, the topic that we're going to cover today, uh, really. I like... I like questioning things and getting good answers, tangible answers. So right. that's 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 mainly the thing. So like things like reading into religion, um, ethics, theology. So I like reading into these type of things. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. You're like somewhat of a philosopher or something like that. Not really. Philo- I I try. I try. I just I try. So weird. Damn. Okay, so um, we're just going to start with, can you tell us what um, is your religion? Um, I'm Muslim, born Muslim. Okay, and are there like specific beliefs that identify you as a Muslim? Um, well, Islam is um, the three of the, the major, the three major religions, Islam is among the three, so which is yeah. Christianity, um, Judaism, and Islam, which are all Abrahamic religions, they all stem from the prophet Abraham. But Islam, mm-hmm. what, what makes Islam stand out is it's the only religion that's, that the main theology is monotheism. So you have to believe that there's only one God. There are no, there aren't two, three, no matter the number, there's only one God that deserves to be worshipped. Right. Yeah. And you would say that's what like identifies you as a Muslim? Yes, th- that's, that's the core that's the core belief in Islam. You have to believe that there's one God and that Prophet Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, is the last and final messenger of God. Allah, right. in this case. Okay. And what does your religion mean to you? So, come again? So, what does your religion mean to you, like, as an individual? Well, I'm, I'm, born, I'm born a Muslim, and my parents, are, my parents are, are very religious. So, I was born practicing, getting all the obligatory aspects of the religion, making sure I get that across. So religion is, is plays a, a very, very big role in my identity. Right. It plays a very big role in my identity. So every the things around my life revolve around my religion. Instead of having my religion revolve around my daily affairs, I have it the other way around. Mm. Right. So it, it's not like something that like affects that happen that you do it's something that it's just part of you yeah it's part of me but then it's part of me out of habits as a child but then later on in life i had to i didn't just want to follow the religion because my it's a religion i was born into i needed to have my i needed to have my own reason as to why i'm doing this so i did my own investigations and like got like a strong foothold in understanding and having strong belief in my religion right and how was that journey for you like the journey of finding the religion for yourself and what did that like entail 
Well, so the fact that I was born into a religious family played a very big role. My grandfather um, was a scholar in, in Islam. So my dad oh, really? too, yeah, my grandfather was a scholar. So my dad too, consequentially, was is very was very very learned in in the religion in the um in the science and the facts of religion so also that got passed down to me so i learned a fair share a lot well a lot in my childhood so when i grew up i i had an idea of religion and it made come it made a lot of sense to me but then i needed to it's something that you just need to branch off for yourself and try and just find things not you don't want to you don't want someone to ask you about religion and you're just giving, well, I heard so-and-so say this. And it's not really mm-hmm. a reliable source. You don't want to say, well, my, my dad taught me this or I learned this. Yeah, you need to, if you're going to say anything, you need to cite, you need to cite, um, how do I say this? The main, the main anchors of the religion. So which in this case is the, the Quran, which is the holy book, which was revealed from God onto Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And you cite the sayings of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so in this case they call it a ha- they call it hadith and the sunnah okay. so i need you need to cite these so i had to go i had to go learn them understand the whole idea of monotheism and yeah that's that that's basically what it entailed me going into like different aspects of religion and correlating with science also it was right. yeah that correlating with science was a very very big it gave me it gave me certainty like concrete certainty right that's very interesting because um i know for me personally like i was also raised in a religious family and i know like a lot of us well especially from where we're from most of our families were but i don't see a lot of people going in and finding that um Finding out for themselves what it means, so that's that's really nice. Yeah, it's, it's very it's very important. You don't really you don't want to live your whole life based off of well, my forefathers did this. You need to understand understand what you need to understand it for yourself, regardless of whoever it is that puts you onto anything. And at, at yeah. a certain level, if you're really if you're really trying to find direction and purpose in your life, especially with something as big as religion, you need mm-hmm. to you need to go and find. You need to find out for yourself. It's something that requires, it's like ident- self-identity, trying to discover yourself. So you need to go deep in, deep in and find something that you could root yourself to. Right. And like during this year process of uh, discovery, were there any parts of your religion that you struggled with? Well, not really. I... So I'm born. I'm born into religion, so I I I know I know that everything makes sense to me. Right. But then I always had this little insecurity of what if someone asked because I wasn't really, I didn't really know that much. So I was always uh-huh. asked of what if someone asked me about about certain aspects of my religion, and I and I couldn't have an answer. So that was really the thing that like prompted me into learning for myself. So. Because you don't, if anyone can question your faith and you don't have an, if you don't have an answer, it's, it's going to, it's going to start eating you up from inside. So that's where the right. come in. So I had to go, I had to go clear out the questions I had. I had to go clear them out, make sure I had concrete answers. Not as much, not because of, I want to have a question in case someone asked me, no, but because I had the question for myself. I needed to find out oh. for myself. 
There's that like level of curiosity to yeah, it, right? Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Right. And but apart from that struggle of, you know, being able to defend your faith, there was nothing like you battled with personally in terms of like apart from that, there was nothing else. Well, there really wasn't because you see Islam the whole idea behind Islam it's a it's a simple it's a simple faith. It's it's said in the Quran Allah didn't complicate this religion for us. He made it as simple as it could be. So the idea of believing in one God only it's mm-hmm. it's easier than believing in, for example, the Trinity. Because I looked I looked into the Trinity too, Christianity. Right. I'm from Nigeria, so it's almost fifty fifty. 50% Muslims, 50% Christians. So I subsequently look yeah. into that. And also, Islam is the only non-Christian, non-Christian faith that, that believes in Jesus Christ. So we, but the only difference here is we believe in Jesus Christ as a prophet. He was a prophet, he was a prophet of God and the, the um, arc prophets, actually. Because among all the prophets, there are the top five prophets. You could, you could call them the top five. So they're called the arc prophets. And... Um, okay. Jesus Christ, we consider him one of the greatest prophets to ever come. So I had to look into what it is that people said about him. So and trying to grasp trying to grasp my mentality around the concept of the Trinity, I couldn't really make sense for it. I couldn't really make sense mm-hmm. for myself. So just and just trying linking everything to um that there's only one god it's 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 something easier and more firm for you for, for me to believe in really right yeah so um you were saying you were looking into the um trinity is that something you do a lot like looking into other religions yeah definitely because i believe all religions well the main religions because there are there are hundreds of religions little little religions that pe- pe- some nobodies make up and they eventually end up disappearing some traces of it are left, but the mere religions are. It it came from God. It definitely has because mm-hmm. there's wisdom. There's wisdom located in Judaism, in Christianity, and in Islam, right? So mm-hmm. I had I had to look into all three of them, and they all stem from Abraham, the Prophet Abraham. And, and in Islam, we could, Prophet Abraham is considered the father of prophets because every prophet that came after him was from his progeny. So you see, Abraham was the father of um, Ishmael and Isaac, if I'm correct. Yes, it's Ishmael and Isaac. And from Isaac stemmed the Jews. The Jews came from Isaac's progeny. And from Ishmael, Mm -hmm. we had directly from Ishmael, the bloodline leads directly to Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. So seeing as all these three religions, so um, from Isaac, we had Judaism. That's where Judaism came from. The children of Israel are the children of Isaac. So it okay. came from him. And then Islam came from Prophet Muhammad. And Christianity came through Jesus, who had a miracle birth, had no father. Mm-hmm. So all three of them are interconnected in their in their own way. So I had to definitely look 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 into all three. Well, and that the search into other religions like how does that help you be more confident in your own like does that play any part in you being more grounded in your own religion yes because it, it definitely it definitely does because whenever one ha- one's going to look into 
other religions, you have to try and pick out the weak points. All right, that's the first thing you have to do. You have to come at it with. You okay. have to. You have to attack the religion. So you have to ask questions where you see the qu- things are not clear. You question those kind of things. To mm-hmm. get a clear cut answer, fine. You move on to the other question until you have everything answered for you. Every question you have for yourself, you get it answered. So, in Christianity, I there were a lot of, especially in the Bible, there were a lot of holes in there, if I could say, and also the um. What do, what do you call it? The 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 Bible. So there's the Old Testament, which is the book of Moses, and then the New Testament, right. which um, came after Jesus. So the um, New Testament was apparently written, if I'm not wrong, 500 years after Jesus passed. And the, the stories that they compiled, that they said were from the apostles, all came hundreds of years after the apostles with no clear chain of narration right so you can't so yeah. anybody could just randomly say hey i have a story i i have a story that my my grandfather told my father who told me and we don't know because yeah. we, there's no direct we cannot tell if this person is truthful or not so the stories are just pulled together pulled together pulled together and they were laced together with you couldn't really backtrack them if, if that's the right word you couldn't back and yeah. you see there are contradictions in there. So you have contradictions of the statements of Jesus where where they are. And the main the main thing that I found in Christianity was there is no clear-cut statement in the Bible where Jesus clearly says he is God. There isn't. That's why I couldn't find. And that's the whole, that's the concept of the of Christianity. The concept of Christianity is um God, the Trinity. So the Father, the Son, and right. the Holy, the Holy Spirit. If, mm-hmm. I've asked I've asked the Christian before, and the answer that I usually get is, God can be all three. So just like a just like a man can be a father, a son, and a brother. I said, okay, that's mm-hmm. understandable. But if Jesus did die on the cross, so if God is all three, that means all three of them is Him. So it's one entity in three positions. If that mm-hmm. one entity died on the cross, so within that span where He died, what happened? So God, God is the all-powerful. He has dominion over everything. The planets are on a straight concourse rotating around the sun. Everything is in acute position. And he's the one that's controlling everything. So if he died, everything should have ended. And God cannot, God cannot die. Because if he could die, it doesn't make him great. You understand? Yeah. He's very human. God should not be able to die. God should be above things, above things as such. Because he creates things like death. So mm-hmm. he he shouldn't he shouldn't make himself subsequent to dying. It doesn't it didn't really make sense. So the main the main idea in Christianity was very flawed to me. I couldn't I couldn't extract the goodness. I couldn't extract the main points from it because it was really too many holes in there. And Judaism the main problem I had the main problem I found in Judaism is in the in the in the time of Moses because that that's the that's like the main prophet for the Jews. Mm-hmm. And after him, you see that Jews are like they're like a they're like a family, they're like a secluded family where outsiders, no matter how much of an outsider wants to become a Jew, they're never going to be the same as someone who's born into a Jew a Jewish family, like a, someone that's pure right. that's purely Jewish. They're never going to be the same. And religion shouldn't be like that because in the eyes of God, we are all equal. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who your father is, who your status is, rich or poor, it doesn't matter. 
everyone should be of equal everyone is equal in the eyes of god so also that in that that's the problem that i found in judaism right and well all the points you just brought up are very interesting because i never really thought about the when like the death of jesus and him being part of the trinity like i never really thought about it like that and that's actually very interesting for me to Mm. hear but um with the investigative eyes that you used to look at Christianity and Islam, do you think you've used those same eyes to look at your own religion? Yeah, yes, definitely. I had to. I had to look at my religion the same way. There were the, you find questions, right? Like when you read the translation of the Quran, for example, uh-huh. because you see the way the Quran came to Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. It came in the Arabic language, right? And if you look into languages, Arabic is the most eloquent of languages. It is a language where there is no other language that can accurately give you a definition of a word, right? You'll find Mm. one Arabic word has like four, five, six, seven English words that define that one word because it is a language of very, very high eloquence. So when you read a translated version of the Quran, you will find... You do not understand some parts. You need you need um, translations. So right, mm-hmm. you further context into the verses. And the way it is done in Islam is the Quran can only be explained in two ways. A, by itself. So you'll find maybe a verse in chapter 1 that maybe you don't fully understand. And maybe in chapter 47, you'll find the completion of that verse. Right? Okay. Or B, yeah. it's translated by the hadith of the prophet which is the his um his sayings you could you, yeah you could call it his sayings so the things he has said and people have documented down you could use that as an explanation of the verses in the quran so all the places that i didn't really have a clear-cut understanding you i trace back and you find and i usually found that there were other verses in other chapters that gave the complete context of the question i had or maybe yeah. i had to step into the hadith and find further um further explanation and if i still needed more clarity i would go to the deeper translations of the scholars where they break Mm -hmm. down what the prophet said and what's in contained in the quran and they give it they cut it down to layman terms where everyone can understand so with having these with having these two and and the third option of going to um scholarly articles it really it made everything solid. You, I couldn't find any holes in there. Right. And the same process, how, like, let's say you didn't find something in the Quran and then you moved to check the hadiths and then to the words of the scholars. Did you use that same um, process with the holes that you found in Judaism and Christianity? Um, yes, I definitely did. But then the questions that were incre- so you could think of it like this: the questions I had in Christianity, they were big. The holes that I found it, they were huge holes, right? Very okay. big holes. So holes in the main thesis of the belief, right? Right. Where, like I said, in Christianity, the God is three, but the ideology did not did not group together. It didn't make sense. So if you have a problem in the main idea, like for example, if you have a, if you're main idea in your essay paper is not clearly stated no matter what you write throughout the whole paper no matter 20 pages 500 pages it's not going to make sense to the reader if right. you do not have a clear cut easily understandable and definitive 
thesis. So it's like the foundation of exactly the, the foundation has to be solid. If the foundation is solid, then everything that comes on top should be able to how do I say this? They should be able to correlate. So the first mm-hmm. floor of uh, that's built on top of the foundation. If there are any questions there or there are any problems there, you could go to the tenth floor and maybe you could find the answer that you're looking for there. If I'm making right. sense. So the, yeah, the questions I found in the Bible are different than the questions I found in the Quran. The questions that are in the Quran never had a question for the main thesis. Understand mm-hmm. that there's only one God, and believing that the Prophet is um is is the messenger of God. Is very it's easily understandable because if you read the background of the prophets before before he before um Islam came to him because Islam came to him in his um in his forties before that he was known as a truthful man he never once lied mm-hmm. and he was loved by everyone before before he had the revelation of Islam so you know the backstory of this man and he was born into a very noble family and he was a very truthful person so you know once he's in his forties and he has a revelation that says that stop worshipping idols and believe in only one God, then you know that he wouldn't lie about such a thing. And in the idea of Islam, when he was sharing the message of Islam, he didn't tell the way he conveyed the message. It portrayed no self-benefit for him. Mm-hmm. In the way he shared the message, he shared the message, proved that he was going to benefit from it. No, he said, come and worship your Lord and your reward is with him. Nothing in the process. He didn't say, pray to me and then your prayers will go to God. Like like it goes in Christianity. Pray to Jesus and then the prayers will go to God. No. In Islam, in Prophet Muhammad said, pray to God and everything you do is between you and God. He is only the one to, uh, to give you the knowledge that comes from Allah. So any word that comes from Allah comes through the Archangel Gabriel. And he, the Prophet, gets the knowledge and the, and the Archangel Gabriel teaches him. The um the words of um of God and he spreads it with the, the people the with the Muslims and with the people who are who he's calling into the religion. Mm-hmm. So I you find that there isn't a re- there's there's no problem in the main idea of of Islam and also another right. another way I thought of it when I read this book the Divine Reality by Hans Sources this there in mathematics there's a way you come up with finding a source, right? It's called deductive reasoning. That's, uh-huh. I think I believe it's deductive reasoning. So you have to always link, there's a chain in everything that, 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 that exists. So think of it like, for example, evolution. Dogs, wolves, blah, 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 fish, like Darwin says, you always have to link, everything links back to a source. And the source you find cannot stem from somewhere else or else you're just going to be in a loop. Correct? It's just going to uh-huh. going, continue going, continue going. So when everything in life, you try to send everything to a source, it comes to God. So when it comes to God, you cannot give him attributes such as he dies or he sleeps or he gets tired or uh-huh. can't give him such attributes because it directly cuts him off as the source. If God sleeps, then once he goes to sleep, everything in the universe will, will crumble. Nothing can exist. Like in the greatest verse of the Quran, um, the it's called the, the verse of the throne. Um, he doesn't get sleepy nor does he get tired. Hmm. So every everything that runs is con- that runs a concourse only happens with his permission. So he has to be alive and active for such things to happen. Because if he has if he has if he dies or if he goes to sleep, 
the whole, then the whole everything in existence should crumble because it stems from him. He is the source. Right. Yeah. That was very interesting. But um, I recently took a course in religion, and when we were studying Islam, one thing I know that I remembered is that they're like um, I wouldn't necessarily call them dominations, but then there's the Sunni and the Shia. Mm. And one other I don't remember, but which one or do you belong to? Well, I'm I'm Sunni, but I, if I could go further into context into the the Sunni and the Shia, and there there are a lot of branches, by the way. It's not Sunni and Shia are like the, the main ones, right? But then there are okay. lots of branches, a lot. Even from even in Nigeria where I'm from, there are so many branches. Really? But you see the idea of Shiism, they're they're under Islam, but to be honest, it is not part of Islam. Because the whole idea oh. of Shiism is they do not take, they do not, pro, they put priority over Ali, anhu, who is the cousin of the, of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. They put priority on Ali over the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, which directly goes against the main idea of Islam. The main idea of Islam, when anyone, when someone wants to become a Muslim, you take the Shahada, which in that right. Shahada, it says, I bear witness that there is no God, that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And I bear witness that the, that the messenger, that Muhammad, is his messenger. Peace and blessings be upon him. So if you, put, if you prioritize Ali over the Prophet, then you've already, take, you've already taken out half of the main idea, which, if you, which the idea is you can't take half. You have to take the statement. Mm -hmm. So when you're making the shahada, you're not, put, you're not putting Ali's name there. You're putting the Prophet's name. And now, right. and in Shiism, they put Ali over the Prophet. So Shiism is just another branch that I would call, it doesn't really come from the true teachings of Islam. If you, if you actually go into the books and you study what Shiism is, it doesn't come from the true roots of Islam. But, but yes, there are many different, different ways of, um, different, different branches of it. But the main one mm -hmm. is Sunni. Sunni means you follow the teachings of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. That's but what is the like significance of of the of Ali? Well, Ali was um, uh, he's the fourth, the fourth caliph, so the fourth um leader of the believers. That's what they say. So mm -hmm. after Prophet Muhammad had um his main companions, the main companions were Abu Bakr, as Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Um, Umar, then Uthman, then Ali. Ali was the last okay. of the four. And Ali was the cousin of the Prophet. If, if I'm not wrong. Yes, he, I believe. He was related to the Prophet. He was definitely related to the Prophet. Okay. So after the Prophet died, Abu Bakr became the, the leader of the, um, the nation of the, the Muslim nation. Right? After mm -hmm. Abu Bakr passed, it was passed down to Umar. After Umar passed, it was passed down to Uthman. After Uthman passed, it was passed down to Ali, right? So the, mm -hmm. the, the, where the whole dispute of Shiism comes in is when the, the caliphate goes to the possession of Uthman, right? So when Uthman is mm -hmm. the caliph, then rebels grouped up, rebels came and they said that Ali should be the caliph instead of Uthman. While in actuality, the, the, um, the chronological order is after Uthman is Ali. But the rebel said, no, right. Ali is related to the Prophet. He is the, he is the blood of the Prophet. So he should be Caliph, not Uthman. So what they yeah. did was they killed Uthman. Trying to enforce Ali as the leader. So that was where the Shias are the ones who killed Uthman. Trying to put Ali 
imposition of the caliph and later on after and i'm saying this ali has ali radiallahu anhu has nothing to do with this these are just people who came oh. up with ideologies with ali never said anything never did anything that made him above any of the caliphs before him he never said anything that made him above umar, right. above umar above ubakar or above abubakar or above the prophets this is just pure beliefs of the people who came up with this without his contribution ali has nothing to do with it so after ali became the um the leader and after he passed then that's where they became a lot more bold with their with this their ideology that stems from nowhere so mm-hmm. then they started placing then they placed ali above the um the the main companions of the prophet and eventually they placed him at the equal status of the prophet and then later wow. on they took him above the status of the prophet and anywhere they mentioned the prophet saying they put ali's name instead Oh. So that's 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 the whole idea of Shiism. And like I said, Ali has nothing to do with the, with with this idea that they came up with. He he did not contribute towards it. He completely condemned it. Right. Completely condemned. These are just beliefs of people that just 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 made it up. Decision of the people. Exactly. Decision. Well, not not all the people. Just the few that thought that they were right and everyone else was wrong. Right. Mm. Well, okay. That's interesting, but. Uh... Okay, guys, I hope you love Omar speaking as much as I did. Make sure to tune into part two to hear him talk about good versus evil.